Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. It's Friday and you know what that means. Another conversation. It's another duo conversation. I am joined by the Hobby Update team. Have you listened to the podcast yet? Checked out their YouTube show? I'm loving it. Tons of entertainment. My man Max at Putnam Cards. My man Shay at Shay Wave Vlogs. They've both been on the pod. Never together. We're doing that a lot. A lot of collabs. This one's fun. If you like what you've been hearing, hit the subscribe button. Leave me a review. Weekly rip. Inbox dropping every Friday. Hit the link in my bio. Let's kick it to the conversation. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. Uh, we're doing a little tag team duo. It's two weeks in a row. Had the card ladder guys on last week. This week, um, we're going to have a fun, nice, lighthearted, casual conversation. We will talk cards, but I'm joined by I've never introduced you guys as this, but this is the hobby update team. I've had you both on, I think individually and together, but ne- never under the hobby update banner. So, Max, Shay, welcome back to the show. How are you gentlemen doing today? Oh, Brett, thank you for having us. I'm doing, I'm doing very well. Uh, school first week of school just wrapped up, so it's uh, now we got a long weekend. Very much looking forward to that. Finally. Max and Shay have come back to stacking slab. You want to run your mouth? Please do so. Go ahead. So that was the little intro. If you know, you know. Sorry. Shout, shout out to everyone who's uh, raise, <laughs> raising their eyebrow right now and getting ready for a uh, Dwayne Johnson uh, presidential campaign. So hopefully that, that gets everyone fired up. Um, I, I've been enjoying your show, um, ever since you decided to join forces. I like it because it's, you just kind of bullshit and your, your personalities are different and it, it works together. Um, but I'd love to maybe hear, I'll pass this to Max maybe first. I'd love to hear, like, talk me through like the moment and how this all started between you two and you decided, you know what, like, let's start a podcast. Like, what's the story? Yeah. So Shane, and I obviously like knew of each other from just being on Instagram. And, uh, obviously he was the guy in my mind, how I remembered him as the guy who got the wrong cards back from PSA. Um, so we were, I mean, we were like good friends, but then we met at the Dallas show, not the most recent one, but the one before that. And we kind of like kind of formed a friendship, like we kind of vibed, you know? Um, so we, we had a fun time at the Dallas show after the Dallas show, I kind of wanted to get podcast, uh, up and running. And I knew that I needed a partner to do it with, uh, cause I just think that's a, a well, it makes it easier. Uh, I'll say, I gotta give you a lot of respect for being the solo actor, but yeah. Uh, so I reached out to, uh, few people, you know, a few people. Uh, and I asked them if uh, they wanted to do the pod with me. Uh, first choice, uh, unfortunately said no. So Shay was the second option. <laughs> he was the backup plan, plan B, but, uh, it's worked out, I think. Oh, wow. Plan B, no, uh, pun intended, uh, in real life. 
plan B. That's who I am. I'm aborted. Almost. All right. Uh, I'll tell my side of the story, what I thought. So, so uh, Max had his own pod. I believe it was a basketball card therapy. It was a while back. Anyways, I listened, I listened to it. Yeah, I was a listener. Oh, yeah. So, look, we have a fan right here, Max. Look at that. You got, you know what I mean? We've got an OG listener. This, you're an OG listener now because this is a long time ago. So, anyways, uh, he did a pod once with one of my boys, uh, Aaron Sheik, which you had, I think, a few weeks ago. And I was like, oh, man, it could have been stronger, man. Uh, Sheik is my boy. At that time, I didn't know who this kid was at all. So I was like low-key biased. I didn't have a relationship. I knew Shake. So anyway, we meet up in Dallas, right? And like, I finally saw Max in person for the first time. You know, I already knew his background. I knew he was a smart kid. You know, he was doing amazing in the hobby. You know, like he's like a real, real card guy. He wasn't like some fake investor bullshit. You know what I mean? So that's why I respect that. So I got there. I told him, you know, all the, the things I liked, I didn't like about that. And, you know, we just left it off there. We ended up going to dinner. Uh, a few times we have a lot of mutual friends. So uh, just a side story, yo, go out to shows. You never know who you're going to meet. You don't know who you're going to network, network, network with. And then where you're going to be months later in life. I'm telling you the people in the card game, they're pretty, pretty smart in their own individual weird ways. So go out to card shows. That's how we're in this situation now. So anyways, we got back. I, we got back home after Dallas. I had no idea. He just DM'd me. I don't know where, Hey, you know, you want to start a pod. And, you know, and rest is, I guess you can call it history. So that's, uh, that's where we are. I love it. And I think uh, I was, it was funny. I was, my brother called me about like a half hour ago and we were just, he calls me like on Fridays and we just bullshit about cards for like a half hour. And I was like, I got to go at five. And he's like, Oh, what are you doing? I was like, I got a recording. And he's like, Oh, is it for work or stacking slabs? And I was like, stacking slabs. He's like, Oh, who are you having on? And I said, the hobby update guys. And he was like, Oh, I was just listening to, the episode about, you know, the prospects and stuff. And we, we were talking about your show and why we enjoy it. And I think the main thing that we both came to the conclusion with is that like, I don't necessarily like tune into the hobby update to like, I, while I do gather information and get informed, like it's more the entertainment side of it. Like, which I think, I think is like super valuable because not a lot of people, like you guys don't take yourself too seriously. It's just like, all right, we're into cards and like, we're just going to bullshit for like, you know, 40 minutes about cards. Is that like the, am I reading the, 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 the basis of the show, right? Or, or am I completely off? No, I mean, that's, that's pretty accurate. I mean, obviously there's a lot of great podcasts out there that are extremely valuable. They add a lot of value in terms of information, but we kind of just wanted to take a different side to things. And we would just wanted to really provide the entertainment value which uh, Shade does a pretty good job of bringing every pod. Uh, I'm, I'm the monotone guy. I just keep things on track. Shade uh, gets the laughs. So that's a good dynamic we have, I think. But I guess that's for the listeners to judge. But yeah, I mean, we want to give the news and what's happening in the hobby in an entertaining way. And that's kind of our, our mission. Uh, yeah, I mean, just to touch on that, like I think that was like a, a, a secret sauce or a secret formula is uh, my personality is so different than Max's. Uh, you know, it's pretty evident uh, if you just watch the YouTube videos, you know, and all that. So like, but look, you can't have two Max's in one pod. You can't have two me's in one pod. It would be a disaster in both ways. you got to have uh, a positive and a negative. You know what I mean? Like, you're good with analogies if you want to run with that. Yin and yang? Yin and yang. What, what else you got? You know what I mean? Just like, you know. <laughs> 
Shay is the jelly to my peanut butter. There you go. Hey, hey, Shay, how about this one? Since you already brought up the rock, it's like the, it's like, you know, Max is like the rock and you're like the sock and the rock and sock connection. You're like mankind. <laughs> That's supposed to be the rock. Oh my God. Oh, Max is definitely oh my the rock. He's like, he oh. lays the smack down on you every episode. I'm dead. He's the enforcer. He's big boss man. What are you talking about? That's big boss. Do you remember that show when big boss man got hung in that steel cage match out of nowhere and how they faked that? I was like, wow. Don't worry. There's no reference. I don't want to do that to you, Max. Just <laughs> no, nah, I'm like the big show and Shay's like Rey Mysterio. It's all, there you it's go. All good. There you go. A shout out to all you wrestling degenerates who are smiling right now. We love you. Um, yeah. So cool. We set up the show. Um, definitely everyone uh, go check it out. I'm enjoying it. Let's what I want to do in this conversation is hit some like broader, like big things that are happening in the hobby right now and just chop those up, get your perspective, have a little conversation. And then the second half, just go through just like quick hits of topics and just have a little fun. So maybe the, I feel like every time you guys are on something new is happening with like Nat Turner or, or uh, Ken Golden. So what, what do you know? We've got more news. Uh, uh, I pulled up my Instagram when I was going for a walk and Ken Golden uh, was doing a shoot interview about, you know, <laughs> being acquired. Uh, and how excited he was. And to me, like as a, a guy who is in business, I definitely understand the move. It makes a ton of sense to me, especially the group that purchased Ken. I think Spark Notes for me, I think it's going to allow an investment in technology. It's going to allow investment in people. Um, it's going to allow Golden to scale. Um, so I, I personally, in terms of exposure and getting new eyeballs and global globalizing maybe what they're doing a little bit. It makes a lot of sense, but I'd love to maybe, maybe start with you, Shay. Like when you heard the news, like what was your reaction? Brett, I'm, I'm shocked. You haven't realized what happened here. I'm shocked. You haven't even told your audience what happened. The last time I came on on your show around November, literally the day came on. If you go back to your recording, when I was there, Nat Turner just bought PSA and we were doing the first reviews. You're Here right. we are today. This news was what yesterday? Like it's yep. fresh, and we're talking about Nat Turner buying Golden now. Next time you have us, what will Nat Turner buy? You are obviously the future. The hobby update. You're, you're, you're the future, but it's so crazy. <laughs> so yeah, like how that? I'm just like baffled. Like this, it's like two times. It's two times in a row. Coincidence or is that destiny? I don't even know. How you want to go with that? But anyways, um, but yeah, uh, first time Nat Turner. A uh, quick re- uh, recap. Um, November, he came, he said he was going to buy PSA. We we're all like, oh my God, is that bad? Is that good? Bottom line, stock price closed around 70. And I on your show, I was like, yo, that seems undervalued. He's going to bring up the bid. I literally said it, called it. And guess what? He actually brought up the bid. Full disclosure, you know, P. Ryan with the whole full disclosure, I did buy call options. And I actually did, I did make a little bit of money on that trade by betting that Nat Turner was going to raise the bid to 90 something dollars or whatever. So and I put the money back in cards. Don't worry. So Nat Turner is still getting my cards and I'm using that for PSA fees. So Nat Turner is getting my money instantly uh, through this uh, news. Anyways, Nat buying Golden. Uh, everybody's saying it's negative, too many conflict of interest and all that. We, that's so obvious. We get it. Like That's what the general feel of the market is. But bigger picture, because I like to see things half glass full as opposed to half glass empty. There's someone that's dumping so much money into our hobby, our industry. 
like overall, no matter good, bad, whatever it is, is just more eyeballs, more real Wall Street money. You know what I mean? Like overall, I think it just has to be looked at as a positive good news in the hobby. Just just like if you look at from 3000 feet up, that's what I think. Max, what's your reaction? Yeah, I'm I'm on the exact same page as Shay for once. Um, look, just follow the money. Like, wh- where's the money going? There's big money, smart money yep. go- coming into this market in this industry. Steve Cohn, Nat Turner, Jay Z made a splash the other day. Mm-hmm. Like, just the money's coming. Like, these people are not investing in this market. Are not dedicating large resources to this market to lose money. Uh, they clearly, clearly believe in this market long term. Uh, and short term, and that's that's pretty evident with with these moves. Follow the money. I think that's right. Um, I I think just like the punchline with expansion, acquisition, change. People don't like change, and it takes a while for everyone to come around. And like we we all us three agree that it's positive. Like, could it end up being a negative? For sure, anything negative could happen. But I think. If I were placing my bets, I would I would say this is probably a really good move for the long term uh, viability of the cards that we have in our PC right now. Let's move on to another topic. Max, we'll start with you. The uh, national is right around the corner. A lot of buzz, a lot of momentum. We are, um, you know, it seems like it can't go a day without someone dropping a new video or talking about it, which is exciting. I'm excited for it. What what are your thoughts about this national? Do you think that it's going to live up to the hype? And like, what are your biggest expectations with the show? All I know is that coming out of this show, there's going to be a, a tsunami of hobby content coming out of the show. <laughs> this is going to be the most ridiculous, hyped event the hobby has I ever seen, I, I think. I feel like the past two years have been building up to this very event. And I'm hyped for it. It's it's just gonna be incredible. Can can we can maybe the three of us we can get a we can outsource a camera crew and be the producers and film the people that are filming. <laughs> so like we're doing a documentary on the filmers of the national. A documentary of a documentary. Yes. Oh my yeah. god, I love that. Yeah, I, I think I think we do it. Um because you do oh, so when I was in Dallas, like people had talked about it, but it was like my first big show. And dude, it was right when I walked in, it was like the dudes, the the bros that you see on like you, your YouTube feeds, like they it was like I was like, am I in an alternate universe? Cause it, like what I expected to have happen was like right before my eyes, and I just I couldn't even believe it. No, no, no. Uh, trust me, it's exciting. I, I w- did you have a good time in Dallas? I had a blast. That's why like, I had such a good time in Dallas that like, I'm, v- I'm very excited about um, the national. And, you know, to me, it's, there was a lot of negativity just with like prices and dealers not doing yeah. X, Y, or Z. But like dude, with any situation, like I'm always like, you can make the most of it. And I, I did. Like I met a lot of people from the internet and it was fun. Talk to a lot of dealers. Yeah. I mean, like, all right. So just touching on the national Guys, the national is gonna be big. Why? Just a quick fact: How? If if any non-believers like my parents, they're non-believers in any of this shit. They're old school, baby boomers times ten, holy whatever. You know, if you go on the national website, every ticket is sold out. VIP, every single ticket is sold out. The only thing available is that nineteen dollars a day 
for like per day thing. You know what I mean? Everything is sold out. And when you call them trying to get VIP, I think uh, one of my friends did trying to get VIP tickets. And he said that they sold like 40 to 60,000 tickets. So like, look at that number. That's so outrageous. That's just what's sold. You know what I mean? So that's just give you a, a, a glimpse. And, and another quick little random tip is you have one month to go out and make friends on Instagram. So when you see them, if you have zero friends, reach out to people. Hey, you know what I mean? It's my first time. I'm going. Let's meet up here. I'm nervous. Some, somebody may be like, oh my God, first time too. I'm nervous too. Yeah, for sure. We can, we can walk the show together and you know, you, you vibe. Because I remember when I first went to the Dallas show, nervous as shit. Yeah. And I didn't know anybody, even though kind of people like I kind of knew people. But, you know, when people reach out to you, it's just a way better experience. And I know, Brett, you knew, obviously, you know, you have your big famous podcast. You know, uh, you knew a lot of people and random people would approach you that you don't even know. So, you, you know, but I'll tell you, like, even in like, like for me, there was a little bit of anxiety going into the show because there's something weird about this, like we meet all these people digitally online, like through Instagram and then actually meeting them in person. There's just like this moment where I was like, are they going to be what I thought, thought they were? And like everybody, like turns out like Instagram, if you spend your time chatting with people every day, it turns out like they are usually who they, you think they are. So like, I was a little nervous going into the show, but it's like, once you're there and you start having conversations, like it all goes away and you realize like everyone here is just here to you know hang out and look at sports cards yeah shows to me are just instagram just come to life <laughs> it's, it's like night of the museum like all if you guys have seen that movie like yeah. it's just i don't know i think it's just it's kind of funny how uh, like the dynamics of it is we're all friends online and then I'll, like <laughs> like one weekend we'll just meet up in a city <laughs> you know i don't know totally and so shay i'm gonna like I'm going to outsource like the first pass at some freelance videographers to you. So you start looking for those. So like we can have a video team together for the national and we'll, we'll get, we'll all work on the percentages of what we're going to all get paid on this. But like, we definitely got to get the making a video of the people making a video at the national. You know, you, you think people that are listening, they think this is a joke, but I'm actually taking this seriously. I'm look, am I laughing? I'm that serious. Why? There is actually a real reality show coming out. Imagine we get some fire footage, us three, just 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 trolling around. Not trolling, sorry. We're, we're, we're nice guys. Just wheeling and dealing, you know, just roaming around the room, try, trying to catch fun stuff, fun segments, and we sell it to Golden. You know, sell it to Nat Turner. He's he's buying. He bought Golden. They have a Golden reality show. Maybe we'll go to Nat Turner. I have some amazing footage. You got to put us on this reality show. Who knows what's going to happen? You know what I mean? That's why. This hobby, I'm so excited because not only I love cards, there's like that social aspect of it that I'm enjoying so much. Like the fact I'm here with two random dudes I met on the internet, <laughs> Brett and Max. Like I'm, and I'm like so like uh, invested in you guys. I listen to all your stuff. You know what I mean? Yo, shout out uh, Devin Carant. Great interview. After that, I actually reached out to him after that about the red PMGs and all that. So that was that was that was good stuff you, you did. And, and Max, you know, like what he's accomplished. These are like real people, and I'm having a blast just hanging out with you guys. To be honest, no doubt about it. We'll we'll, we'll have to set up a, an additional call to talk about our game plan there. But <laughs> may, maybe before we get into the quick hits, maybe we just I've learned a ton this year. The I think a lot of people in the hobby have. Um, I'd love to maybe just like throw it to you guys, like 
what is like after this last year, like COVID card market going parabolic, coming back down to earth a little bit, like maybe we'll start with you, Max. Like what is, what is something that you have learned this year in this wacky world of sports cards? I mean, I've learned more from participating in the sports card market over the last two years. than I did four years at college. It's been like a boot camp in a bunch of different ways. Uh, but probably the number one thing I've learned, don't FOMO buy. Not it like you will have an opportunity to get it. Just relax, just chill out. If you really, really want something, just be patient with it. That's probably the number one thing I've learned. That's really smart. Good call out. We've all been there. Jay. Uh my the biggest thing I learned, or maybe the do's and don'ts in my own personal collecting journey is when there is a, so much hype in a certain player, don't be afraid to actually let go of that, especially if it's players you don't care about. I think around November, I was into these rookie class and I was, I think, I don't know if I said it on your show, like whatever it is. Um, I was on some podcast, I'm sorry, but I was selling Kobe white rookie cards. You know what I mean? The bases at like three, 400 and silvers for like eight, 900. And I got a LeBron gold auto. And my thesis at that point was like, I love Kobe. I have good, weird feelings about him. Right. But I love LeBron that, and that's a gold LeBron auto. So I was like, it's the right thing to do. And then did I follow that footstep, that thesis in the next six to nine months? (laughs) Hell no. So it's discipline. Like, that's it. Like, stick with the main thesis. Know yourself. It takes time to know yourself, to be honest. Because now, like, even now, because the only reason I didn't continue doing that is maybe, I'm not going to say the greed, is the more of, like, the cards kept appreciating at such a higher pace than, like, legends. You're like, dude, like, I'm not going to sell these rookies now. You know what I mean? They're just going every every other week. It's higher. So you got to just adjust to the market and don't be afraid to sell not a you're not going to sell at the top. It's very hard to do. Even if you sell at the medium, but you use that money to like buy cards you really love, you know, they may not move now, but looking back five years, you're going to be like, that's the smartest thing. That's a no brainer. That's what you, that's the mentality you got to have long-term always and collect really shit. They really, really love, even though what's hot right now, you may want to hold on to get used to getting rid of it. Yeah. I, I think there's this like, there's this gambler's element to cards that the more you can like manage it, I think the better off you are. Like I, I don't gamble much, but like sometimes I'll be at home and it'll like a game will be on. I'll be like, you know what? Like I'm going to watch this whole game because I'm doing nothing. So let me pull up my sports betting app and I'm not just going to bet on the line. Like I need to bet on a parlay because I, I if I'm going to make a bet, I really want to win. And I feel like that mentality is applied to sports cards way too often where it's like, you take a step back. You're like, what the fuck am I doing? here? <laughs> yeah. Like there's no way Kobe white is like the next, like, you know, Allen Iverson, like what the fuck am I doing? So I uh, I, we all, we, we all, we all deal with that. Uh, but good perspective. Let's, let's move on uh, to the, the rapid fire section. So we'll try to like, maybe there, I've got, I've got a few of these. So we'll try to move through them. We'll start with you, Shay. I'm going to put you on the hot seat. Um. <laughs> I, I, I want you to tell me and tell our audience who is the most overrated collector base in the hobby. So uh, with a collector base, they're attached to a player, right? And so who do you think is the most overrated in the hobby? And this isn't just put anybody down. This is just share some perspective. 
that wasn't that such a tie came like let me see who's overrated right now i'd have to see i mean a, a cheap way of me getting out of this question is terrence man <laughs> <laughs> that's straight up because you put me so much on the spot i wasn't expecting i would have to like i want to get a little bit deeper into it but look generally speaking i collect lebron jordan kobe's like those are my guys so even if you somebody were going to argue with saying that they're overrated i'm always going to be somewhat biased and defensive but you know what i mean what is overrated like uh, the rookies the rookie class in general if i if you really want to put me like you know what i mean like let these guys pan out you know it's okay to buy a card for example that's 500 now and he's blowing up like crazy and becomes a legend but then it's okay to buy that card at 5000 years later and be content with it that's what i'm realizing now so like all rookie so so i i'm going to i'm going to make you you can't you you got to respond to somebody that it's got to be somebody that shows up regularly in our feeds or is active conversation. Like who is a player like Terrence Mann? Yeah, that's obvious, right? He had a good game and you know, whatever, but like is there's rookies is fine. That's a fine Avenue to go down, but is there a specific player in rookies that you would point to? Zion's actually not overrated, to be honest. Some of his card prices, you know what? I don't think any of these, a lot of these guys are overrated. The card market basically is down right. so I, much. I, I know what's going on here. Shay's just trying not to piss anybody off. He's trying to go down the middle. <laughs> yo, yo, Max, please, please. I don't care. I'll piss people off. I'm sweating. Yo, I'm you made lose. me sweat, Brett. Good job. Good I'm going to lose. Hot, this is hot Shay, did Brett break you? He broke me. <laughs> that was a softball question. No, I'm scared. I'm actually heating up. Okay, go on, oh. Max. Take this, take this. Take All right. This. I'm going to lose followers to this. I put, <laughs> I believe this for the last six to eight months. Now, this is just, I'm just talking about in terms of the prices of the player, not the yes. talent of the player. Right. Luka Doncic. It's a very simple answer for me. What what is your reasons? His card prices are not attached to the reality of what he's done so far and potentially what his accomplishments could could be. Like I I get the whole speculate. I get he's a generational talent. The guy is like a savant, but it's just it's out of control. Like the gold prism once it was selling for like five hundred grand, seven hundred grand. The and the logo man like four five million, whatever the hell it's sold for. Like he better be a top five all-time guy. Like he has to be a top 10 all-time guy for these prices to make sense long-term. That just really scares me. I think he could, he could be that. And a lot of people do think he could be that. And that's why the prices are what they are. Like, you can't fight the market if someone's willing to pay for it. Like that, it is what it is, but I just wouldn't touch any of those higher end Luca cards at all. Uh, That's what just, I'm <laughs> I, I think with, with Luca, it's, it's all about like, when did you get in? You know, yeah. like the people, like the people who got in, in 2018, I wish I were you, you know, but right. you know, coming in now, that to me is a, it, it's a, it's, it's more of a gamble. So <laughs> That's the kind of answer I wanted, though. Shay, come on, step up your No, game, Max, 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 look, Max, okay, if you saw last, you know, the last episode of the top prospects, it was all Max's idea. This guy is the risk taker. He's the gambler. He knows the rookie market. He's been prospecting since he was eight years old. You know what I mean? Like right out of diapers, he's prospecting, literally. So that's him. I'm, you know, I'm just Le- LeBron Jordan. Co- I just wanted cars I wanted when I was a kid. I used to see at the little card shop, like, oh my God, I want that Jordan, $400. I only make like 30 cents a day. Oh my God, how am I going to get it? That's, that's me. I'm that guy. I think, I think something that Brad said though was spot on. Like it matters like when you got in, like what, when was your entry point? A guy like 
Chris House of Jordan, I mean, he got in at a great time. And yeah. now he's just enjoying those cards and he's going to enjoy Luca's career. Totally cool. Like, I, I wish I could be Chris House of Jordan. <laughs> Me too. Uh, but like, it's it just, it matters like what your entry point is. That's definitely true. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. Okay, let's move on to the next one. This one's a little easier, Shay. A little, all, this is the ultimate softball. What is your favorite year, prism, silver, or refractor? You put them in the same bucket. What is your favorite year of the shiny card? Definitely. That, that's an easy one. I mean, call me bias. I don't even care what you call me. It's just my favorite. 2012 Prism. It, it just did too much for me. Uh, I uh, Full disclosure. Damn, this stupid full disclosure shit. But yeah, I own a lot of 2012 Prisms. You know, I'm a big fan of them. Um, I've done deals with, you know, a few guys off of IG, you know, real 27 guy, you know. Oh, yeah. Another weird thing. Sorry. I like to name drop on a good on a good note. <laughs> you know, Kramer, all those guys. So I, I bought some, you know, I, I own a lot of 2012 silvers. I believe in it for many reasons, but that's hands down. Like if I were to tell somebody to buy something for investment, at least and aesthetically, it's uh, it's, it's, that's my favorite year. And, but just look wise is probably be 2014 prism because the background is like one big, like silver thing. And the player is just floating. So it's kind of like different than any other prism where it has the borders in the background. This one is just basically borderless in a sense where it's all silver or green or whatever parallel. So those are my options. Max? Uh, can't be 2012 prism. That's a that's an easy answer. So I'll pick something else. Uh, I do love 2014 prism as well. I opened up a lot of 2014 prism back in the day. So I'll pick another one, uh, which would be 2008 uh, Topps Chrome. I just think the design of that set and the photography in that set is unrivaled. Uh, yeah, yes. And there's some banger cards in there, obviously. Good good selections, gentlemen. Now, the, the, I got a couple questions for, these are specific. So the first one's going to go to Max and then Shay, I've got a specific question for you. Max, what is your first substantial move when Cade Cunningham joins your Detroit Pistons? Obviously, like this is a dream that I always have for the Pacers. Like you've got a player that is potential to be generational. You get to enjoy the prospecting. He's on your team. Like this is like stars fucking align in the hobby. So <laughs> I'm imagining you're going to be sniffing around the Cade Cunningham market. Like wh- what are you thinking? I mean, I have to buy Cade Cunningham knowing that it could all go to zero and that I'm probably not going to make money. But I'm not really worried about that because Pistons haven't had a number one overall draft pick in 50, 75 years, however long it's been. And I'm just going to enjoy the hell out of it because we Pistons have had nothing good to root for over the last (laughs) decade plus. So, but Kate Cunningham comes in the league, you know, his products start coming out. I'm just going to be buying whatever I can get my hands on that's relatively rare and it looks good. I wish I was in that situation. That is such a fun opportunity to enter as a collector and fan. Shay, for you, I'd love to know, what is the best pizza in New York? Oh, <laughs> very good question. <laughs> uh, so Saks was a brick oven pizza that was like a few blocks from me. They closed down, moved. I, I haven't got around there, but it's Leo's right now. 31st Street, 36th Avenue. I don't know why I'm giving addresses and directions, but that's where it is in the story, Queens. I I shot a lot of this pizza stuff. I don't know if I'm going to upload it. I just did it in story, but I've been getting a lot of DMs and encouragement like, yo, just put it out there and maybe make it pizza and cards. 
You know what I mean? We've all seen pizza. I like innovating. You know what I mean? I'll throw up a card of the day and people that love pizza, they get, maybe they'll get introduced to freaking cards. This guy is like, you know, eating pizza. He throws up a card. Who knows who you're going to touch? And then guess, guess what? You know me bringing people into the hobby. I love more than anything. An ambassador, anybody that brings people into the hobby, you're a good person. No matter how much of a scammer you are, I'll take that back. But you know what I'm trying to say. So I'll leave it at that. I think the collaborations with cards, there needs to be more like, I get a lot of people talking to me about like just different collaboration opportunities. And there are names that I will not say, but like there's a cards and marijuana community. I think that that is, that that is a collaboration opportunity. Yeah. There, there are people that love their cards and love their greens and they they might not necessarily (laughs) be public. They might not be necessarily public about it, but like, as you think about it, it's like, damn, like that makes a lot of sense. Pizza, people love it. Cards, obviously the community. So I think the mashups, I think there's a lot of opportunity. So I'm going to tell you, I encourage you to put it out there. Thank you. Appreciate the support. This is total uh, conjecture, but I think there could be a a good correlation between bull bull collectors and the card uh, green community. Because they're all fucking high buying bubbles. (laughs) Just just a thought. you've You've taken the wind out of some of my sail because... Bobo is going to come up in these questions. Um, <laughs> but we'll That's all on. Max. We'll, we'll move on. Uh, we'll go to Max. Max, how bad is bad hobby content? Cringe. Uh, it's total cringe. Like there's some, some content creators who I watched two years ago who I no longer watch because I just, I, I can't. It's, it almost seems like a joke now. <laughs> I won't name names, obviously. but it's, uh, hard, it's hard to unfollow, right? Yeah. It's hard because like, you know, and, 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 and what's bad to us and you and me might be like, there might be someone you think is bad that I think is great. It's all subjective, but yeah, I think cringe is a good word. I've seen a lot of cringe worthy stuff uh, recently. Shay, what, what, what do you think? How bad is bad happy content? Look, I mean, I'm not going to lie like to, to uh, full, just like, yeah, on full honest, I, you know, those videos, top five sports cards going up, top five sports cards going down. And it's always like some freaking small little base card. We're from 80 to 120. Okay, it's cute. Okay, we get it. But that's so like 2019, 2020. Like, you know what I mean? We're done with that. And like those guys, and when I see their videos, I'm like, dude, they have like 30,000 views. 40. I'm like, that's a lot of people listening to them. You know, even if, and I don't think they're buying these views, honestly, to be because I see the engagement. It seems pretty legit. Like these, you know, like these big accounts that are showing which of these type of, you know, cards to buy and not like how to think for yourself and pick interesting cards for you think that fits a good narrative. Like they're not teaching how to think for yourself. That's why like in our, in our our pod, we never recommend buy this card. That's so like stupid corny, like, ugh, like it, it makes me angry to be, to be low key honest. We talk about interesting cards that people are collecting this never like buy this. And if we show off a card or something, somebody showing off, these are not cards that could be manipulated. Like, you know what I mean? Like that type of level of mass commodity type card. These are like almost unique art pieces that don't buy these cards that we're talking about, but buy them, like understand the story, do your research. And if it makes sense, you know what I mean? Those are art pieces and they're not that available. You know what I mean? At, at all. So it's like, even if you wanted it, you got to find somebody that's willing to sell it. So there's a lot of bad hobby content. I don't, let's see going forward if they're going to change the shift. So I have no idea what's going on with that. Maybe maybe they'll adopt. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Am I might, and we'll we'll 
put a bow on this one. My biggest concern is what you said, like those 30K views. How many of those people's, it, people are that are viewing those videos are coming into the hobby for the first time and think that, that this is how it works? And so that's, that's my overarching big, biggest concern. But hopefully we, the hobby update is here to save the whole universe. And, you know, hopefully some of those people, instead of watching some bullshit video, tune in to your channel and say, you know what? Cards is fun. These guys are having fun complaining at each other and highlighting rookies. Like this is what I want to do. So we we're here. We're trying to, trying to save the community here. One, one, one new entrant at a time. Next question, Max, if, you did not collect, and this is both of you, because I think you both fall in this bucket, but I'd love to just maybe tag team this. If you didn't collect MJ, Kobe, or LeBron, take them off the table. Who are you focusing on? Who, who is your player? Am I collecting just for the sake of collecting? Because I like that player? Uh, no, you've got, the financial component is is got to be in, involved in the question. Okay. Hmm. I know my answer. <laughs> Go for it. You want to go while Max, you think? Yeah, yeah, go for it. I, I'm got... Luka Doncic. Basically, everything Max said was overvalued. That's trash and all that, overpriced. <laughs> I'm going with Luka. The guy puts up, like, this is one of the, there's a few reasons I can give. Like, this is not a pump-up Luka because I'm actually trying to buy some nice Lukas. But I don't care. That's why, we, you know, we just keep it real because it's just free market. It's going to happen, whatever is going to happen. But Luka has, the stats is putting up astronomical the backing he has with the social media type guy mark cuban that actually adds a little bit of uh, uh like uh, uh in, invest type i want to put my money there because he's backed by mark cuban he's not stupid we all know how he builds companies guess what he can build a team he could build a franchise he can build luca so i like that aspect plus the big smart money the wall street smart money i don't want to call it wall street but the big hobby money the ogs the, the smart they, they have money in luca and you know what i mean Usually those guys, generally speaking, they're right. You never know what's going to happen. I agree. But he just needs a better supporting cast. And we know, we know what has to be done for Luca to flourish. But we all can agree that he has like a lot of the right ingredients for like a real, real solid, strong players that can justify these prices. So my money's on Luca. Max? I have to give two answers because, okay, if, I, if, if we're including the financial component, it's Curry for me. Um, I know Brett will like that answer, but Curry to me, he will just always be remembered for changing the game and players like that. If you look at players who changed the game over time, uh, those players are typically, typically do very well, uh, in terms of just like their legacy and the amount of people who want to own their cards. Plus just he's won and he's won a lot and he's, He's an MVP type of guy, so I don't think long term you you're gonna, you can go wrong with Curry. If we're not, if I wasn't trying to make money, it'd be Kawhi because I have a man crush on Kawhi. I love Kawhi. I love the way he plays. Reminds me a little bit of, of Kobe and Jordan. Obviously, the personality isn't there, but just in terms of his game, I love to watch Kawhi. I love that um, Curry. I, I I mentioned this to somebody this week, but I wish I Curry is. I, I love Curry. I love him, but he is such a hard player to collect based on one, his rookie year is, is really difficult. It's a really difficult guy to collect. And so he's a guy I'm monitor. I'm monitoring Curry a lot. I'm, I've, I save a bunch of different things in his auction, but I, I agree. Like I agree. He's a transcendent type player could go down as the greatest shooter of all time. He might already be the greatest shooter of all time. 
I like the MVPs. I like the championship. So I like that. But yeah, I love the two sides of it. They're Luca and Curry and Kawhi. But just, just to touch on Curry, why I think that I actually, I can, I can see people loving him and idolizing him. Why? Because the type of man he's off yeah. the court. I don't know if you've seen Aisha Curry getting crazy backlash and how Steph Curry came and defended his wife publicly. You know what I mean? That's like a real man. That's, he's a that's, legit would, dude. He's legit. Like I get, I'm like, whoa, like this guy is like a good, solid human being before anything. So like, that's the type of guy I want my money. Trust me. Like those guys get, and plus he's an amazing player. We all know that. But the fact that he defended his wife on such a bad social media presence, you know, uh, how he, how he handled himself. I was blown away. So Max, like, I don't blame you at all. Like I, I don't, put my money in, in Curry next if Luca wasn't available, for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, we got a couple more and we'll close this out. Maybe this is a collaborative effort. I don't know how you want to take this, but you mentioned Bull Bull earlier. So I'd love to know. Bull Bull is obviously, if there's a Mount Rushmore of Junk Slab era, Bull Bull is certainly on that list, undeniably. Like, you can't even argue. Like, come on my podcast and argue, argue me that. That moment, we all remember where we were. Honestly, like, I thought I was watching, like, NBA 2K for a minute, watching that guy prance around, slam dunk. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, basketball just came back. I mean, in the response and the reaction, it was just – and I don't think we'll ever forget that moment. He will, he will forever live as the face of the Mount Rushmore, the hob, uh, junk slab era. Who are, the, who are the other three people next to Bull Bull on the Mount Rushmore? Let, let me try to think who I graded. <laughs> I have so much junk slabs, to be honest. I, I, I graded on a Matsi Taibo. I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> Butchered the shit out of that. Yeah, like I, I know his name. His name. I, and then, you know, look, yeah, man, I'm, I'm bad. I have so much junk at Nat Turner. Nat Turner has so much junk of mine. We'll just keep it that statement. He has a lot of junk of mine. And to be honest, I would prefer if he just kept it. Yeah, I I don't, 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 char- don't charge me. Just keep Don't just even keep grade it. them. Don't grade them. Don't waste your time and don't waste my money and your time. Look at that. We both win. Is PSA should make a thing. If you have an order you want to be discarded, email us now. We just thought of something. Now, I've now, thought now, of this we all, before. We all have subs. I can think of a sub I now I have. I can give you the number. This whole sub is junk. Nat, don't grade it. Either you can return it back to me, you can save the time. You know what I mean? All the backlog will be increased. Do you realize that the revolutionary type of idea we just invented right now? So that's it. I'll, I'll just leave it at that, Max. You, you go. Uh, I think Tyler Hero has to be on the list. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> yes. then, and then I've got, uh, I call these the the junior triplets. Now, summertime is going to kill me because these are some <laughs> of those guys here. But uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., Kevin Porter Jr., and Michael Porter Jr., just the juniors. Uh, there's, there's too many of them. the supply of juniors is is out of control. But yeah, Tyler Hero, Bull Bull, for sure. Those are the top two uh, on my list. Uh, on the Tyler Hero topic, so we, man, there was a just contingent around this guy. And then obviously the bubble, you had Miami went to the finals. He showed out in a couple of games. And then this season happened, like, what happened? Do you do you have any idea? He, Tyler here literally died out. All I remember was this, the face he made with the, with the thing. <laughs> and I actually made a video doing this. I was going to post it late night, Tyler here thoughts and just talk like this. But I, I don't know why I never posted. I have all these drafts. But yeah. You got to do it. it. Put, Put it out on. there. 
what is this? Call me buckets. What is that name? Call. He has a nickname. Call me what? He has a he has a a, a lingo like I'm buckets or something like I'm a bucket. I'm a bucket. There we go, dude. You're not you're not a bucket. You can't go around saying I'm a bucket first two. You had one little. You know, like let some time pass. So yeah, <laughs> Max, you can run with these rookies. Yeah, yeah I no, could talk I, all day. Yeah, yeah. We, we we that was good. Um, that was exactly what I was looking for here. Some some good old fashioned laughter. Um, all right, let's close it out with this one. We're gonna elevate and raise up the hobby. You guys do the shout outs. I'm going to do it a little bit differently. I'm going to ask you, who is the person that DMs you that when you see that they DM'd you, you're like, this is awesome. I can't wait for this conversation. And we're going to share everyone who like those people are, because that means they're good people in the hobby and we want to bring awareness to their accounts. So Shay, who is your, when someone, when this person DMs you, you, you know, it's going to be a good conversation. I would want to say Max Putnam cards, but you know, he doesn't DM me as much, but to his defense, to our defense and to my defense, because I just shit it on. We like to keep it that way in a sense, because I think it provides great chemistry when we actually shoot our, our pod. Cause it's like a little bit more fresher ideas. He can have a certain idea or like a joke or like a funny thing. But I was like, don't even tell me more because I think that's freaking hilarious. And, Let's just play it out for real live because it's instant reaction. So other than Putnam, uh, I, I think uh, there, I have this, uh, there's a group chat I have, but like, I would say Dennis, you know, too legit. Like, you know, that's, that's my homie. You know what I mean? I, I like that guy. I trust him. I, he has my back. I have his back. You know what I mean? Like, this is good, solid people. Iron Sheik is another one. Jaffer is another one. Colby East Coast is another one. You know what I mean? Like, those are, those are, those are solid dudes. Every, anytime I would get a message from them, I'm not going to be like, Hey, you know what? Let me get it later. I would, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, let me get, no, this is not, this is something that I want to click now because I know it's not going to be like, yo, can I borrow $20,000? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not going to be like, like some, not, it's going to be something that like, they know me well enough. You know what I mean? So those are some of the guys that I would, I would, I'm like, yeah, I want to open that right away. If that, if that helps. Love it. Love it. Man. And stacking slabs and stacking slabs, Brett. And thank, thank you, for, thank, thank you. You gotta shout, no. you gotta shout me out. Uh, as no, the no, host no. Here. Seriously, seriously. Yes, I do get excited. I'm like, yo, what is he gonna stay right now? What does he want? What does he want? I'm excited. Let me see. Max, who you got? Yeah, I was. I mean, I was gonna. I was gonna give a little plug to stacking slabs. Um, I'll take it. You'll take it. But I mean, anytime summertime DMs me, I mean, we talk like all day, every day. But we just have a lot of similar interests, so it's always a good conversation. But outside of summertime and stacking slabs, I got to go with my man, Riverfront Collectibles, David. Mm. Super knowledgeable guy. It's always a, a fun conversation. Good shout outs. All good people for sure. Everybody, Max, Jay, awesome conversation. I had a blast. Shea Wave Logs, Putnam Cards. We didn't even say, I didn't even say Como Estas. That's the Shea thing. <laughs> Uh, everyone go check out, check out their pages, check out the hobby update. It's a fun listen, gentlemen. Thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for, thanks for having us on Brett. Always a, a good time. Pleasure. I had a ton of fun there. I hope you enjoyed that one. Not taking ourselves too seriously, having fun in the hobby. That's what it's all about. Go check out their stuff. The hobby update. I listen to it every week. Ton of fun. Thank you, Max. Thank you, Shay. Everyone take care of yourself, take care of others around you, and I will be back as always next week with more Stacking Slack.